Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. Listen anytime you miss a service or want to hear a message again from our Sunday worship services and select special services. Lead Pastor Brian Bauer, as well as guest speakers, will bring messages that will help you encounter God, love people. Join us for virtual service on Facebook Live at Encounter Thrive, or for those comfortable, we'd love to have you for our in-person services Sundays at 10. To learn about us, what we believe, how to connect, how to give, or how to find us, visit the all-new EncounterThrive.com. And now, here is our message. All right, good morning, and we're back (laughs) Uh, for this commercial interruption. All right, so we are in our Behold series of Advent, and this week is peace. Last week was hope, now we talk about peace. Uh, I don't, is it just me, or is this not often the most peaceful time of year? Right? Is anybody like, just like, man, it just slows down so much at Christmas, the holidays, it's just so relaxed. Nobody feels that way, right? But, but there's a lot of great moments, right, in this time. There's a lot of moments where we're, where, where we're excited and have a lot of fun. One of the things that I love this time of year, if you don't know, I'm a movie guy, but, and I'm also a Christmas guy. Put those two together and you got a lot of awesome stuff right? So we have a tradition of working our way through Christmas movies, and I love most of them. I love most Christmas movies, except if it's on the Hallmark Channel. That's a no-fly zone for me. Uh, But every other one, if it's cheesy and it went to theaters, I'll watch it, okay? But if it's cheesy and it's on Hallmark, which seems to be redundant, okay, then we're not going to watch that, okay? But everything else, all right? And but one of the classics, right? There's so many. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Shout it out. Christmas Story. It's a Wonderful Life. Elf. Yeah, absolutely. White Christmas. Die Hard. Absolutely. Yep. Christmas Story. So I watch all of those. Home Alone. That's good. Let's go to that one. Home Alone. Home Alone, uh, very realistic, based on a true story. Um, young man in Chicagoland. Um, Man, that was the best movie. I saw Home Alone in theaters. That I'm dating myself. And when I saw that, I was around just a couple years older than Macaulay Culkin. And it's like a dream. That's like you're, you're watching that movie like, I want that to be me someday. I could do that. I want, I want that. I could pull that off. But there's another moment. You guys mentioned a Christmas story. And... Uh, there's this scene towards the end of a Christmas story. It's not the final scene. It's not the Chinese restaurant scene, but right before it, where it's, it's just the mom and the dad. And, and, and if you haven't seen it, uh, well, it's been like 40 years. So um, I don't know what to tell you. Spoiler alert, Christmas happens. And uh, there's a moment, I don't know about you, but at least for me, every Christmas when it, it's kind of coming to a close, Everybody's in bed, or about to be. The gift's done, the food's done. And I'm just at peace. I'm at peace because I know I've seen my kids blessed. I've been blessed. And all is kind of right with the world. Because we paused and we've, more than anything else, we've lifted up the name and we've recognized the one that came. And said, I'm going to fix all this. And what if, just what if, you could live in that peace a lot more daily than just 
in a moment or on a day of the year. It's not because it all stopped. I, I actually don't agree with that. I don't think that. I, I don't think it's because we stopped giving gifts and now uh, the in-laws have finally left my house. And, and, and I, don't, I don't think that's it. I think, I think it's because we finally paused and recognized the one who brought peace to everything. Every gift you give, you, you may not even see it, but every gift you give is a pause and a recognition that God gave the greatest gift. Every light we light up is a reminder. Jesus is the light of the world. Every piece of greenery, you don't know it, but this is how it was started. Every piece of greenery that's put up was a reflection of our God died on a tree for us. And he came in a manger. Everything is a constant reminder that Jesus came. And then we stop and we just recognize that. In the book of Isaiah, four to five hundred years before Jesus comes, a man named Isaiah prophesies a whole lot of things about Jesus, but one of the big things, one of the Christmas prophecies, is in Isaiah chapter 9. Now Isaiah doesn't even fully know what he's writing. That's the thing about prophecy. You don't really know till it happens, and then you're like, oh, oh, I get it. All right? So all of you are like, I got it. I got Revelation down. I know exactly what's going to happen. The Antichrist's name will be Larry. He's, he's coming from Boston. No, you're probably not right. Um, and uh, please don't write a book. Let's, yeah. Anyway, and in Isaiah chapter 9, it's prophesying the one, the Messiah. And even at Isaiah's time, he doesn't know what's about to happen. He doesn't understand that, the, the, that, that Greek is about to take over the known world, and then shortly after then the Romans, and then by the time Jesus shows up, any Savior shows up, they're going to be under Roman occupation. He doesn't know any of this. But he does know Israel needs a Savior, needs a king, and they keep having problems. And in Isaiah chapter 9, he prophesies, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. Now see, I think right here there's a breakdown of exactly what the Prince of Peace is based on the preceding titles. Because God brings peace to mankind, and he does it in three different ways. He does it first by making us peace with God. See, man's biggest problem is enmity with God. Man's biggest problem isn't who he votes for. I know some of you are like, no, it is. They gotta, it, it really isn't. Because we had the problems pre-Trump Biden. We really did. We had the problems before Obama. We had the problems before Bush. We've, we've had them a long time. Thousands of years. We are by nature, by sin nature. We're born into sin. We are sinners when we are born. 
That doesn't mean we're going to hell when we're born. That's not what I'm saying. I believe God's a just and merciful God. And, and when you're young, you're innocent. You don't even fully know what sin is. But, but at some point, you cross a threshold. How many people have had to tell their toddler to lie? And if you, you probably aren't raising your hand, right? Um, it just begins to happen, right? One day you're like, how, you lied to me. You know, they're like chewing gum. Hey, is that gum in your mouth? No. I can see gum in your mouth. No, you don't. You're lying to me. I didn't teach you to lie. I don't lie. Because the sin nature is built in. It comes, it's at the moment of birth, it's there. And at some point in our life, it begins to come into fruition. We begin to start feeding it. And at some point, it takes over our soul. And while God is not necessarily our enemy, we become enemies of God. We maybe unknowingly, we choose the opposing team. We choose the wrong side. And something begins to happen in our lives. And we begin to start working and striving and pushing and, and, and medicating and, 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 and seeking, seeking justice that can never be resolved and just, just go down the line. And it's, it's never enough. We start living that way. Why? And, and we think, if I, if, I, if I read this book, if I take these courses, if I get this job, if I build up my retirement to this place, if I, if I, if I live here, if I have this kind of house, if I, if I have these kind of kids, if I go to this school, if I live in this place, whatever it is. And yet it's never enough. Why? Because what we're battling isn't a position we're trying to achieve, but a person we need to know. And we're at odds with him. In a sin state, you are at odds with God. Don't get me wrong. If you're on the Jesus side of the aisle, we still sin, but we are no longer identified by our sin. We are now a new creation. And the old adage is, we're not sinless, but now we sin less. <laughs> because Jesus. We now have peace with God. Remember that scene in Forrest Gump, right? When finally Lieutenant Dan finally made his peace with God. <laughs> if you're under like 18, you're like, what's that movie? You probably can't watch it yet. But, and if you're religious enough, you forget verses like John 3.17. God didn't come to condemn the world. Is God angry with the world? Well, I actually saw Torrin Wells. He's in some trouble right now because one of his songs was like, God has never been angry with the world. And, and the Reformed guys are like, yes, he is. He's so mad at us. And, like, and, and I'm like, well, the problem with the Internet is there's like life with no context. You know, it's just a, it's just a problem. But the truth is, is God mad at us? Well, I don't know if God's mad at us so much as we aren't on his side. We are knowingly or unknowingly working against him and his kingdom. And he is opposed to us because he's holy. Not because God's a jerk. It's because we're jerks. That's the funny thing about it is people get so prideful and self-justified. It's like, 
I don't believe in a God who could send people to hell. And I always think that, really? You don't? Have you watched the news this week? Because I think he could. Have you seen what Hamas has done? Because I think that's worthy of hell. Have you learned, never learned anything about World War II? Because I think, that, I think Hitler should go to hell. That's just my opinion, but I think it's a good one. He said, well, I'm not like that. I mean, I'm a, I'm a good person. By what standard? By what standard are we good? See, if God is who he says he is, and, and Jesus is his son, and he lives a perfect, sinless life, he never lusts, he never overeats. I don't understand that one. Uh, he, he, never, he never lies. He never, he, none of it. He lives the human condition, but without the sin. And that's a reflection of who he is in heaven. Perfect, flawless. No guile, no evil. And if he is that holy God, how could we ever come before him and be good? We never could. Which means without a wonderful counselor, there will be no peace with God. And it says he is the wonderful counselor. He will mediate this thing back between us and bring us back together. That's the beautiful thing about following Jesus. He is patient. He will work with us. He understands us. He'll get in the nitty gritty with us. He'll work through our issues with us. He's patient with us as long as it takes. And then only God could know this. There is a point where God says, all right, you've run out of time. And the problem is none of us know when that's going to be. Only he knows that moment. But up until that moment, he is patient, he is long-suffering, he is merciful, and he is trying to mediate and counsel us back to himself. He's trying to bridge the divide. See, it's actually easier for me to want to walk with a God who comes in the manger than who comes on the throne. Because I feel like I can identify to this. I I know what it is to feel like, (laughs) you know, I could live in a barn. Some of you have. Some of you have barns. I don't get palace life. That's not where I came from. Some of you do. That's okay. Good for you. But a lot of us, and even the ones I think who do end up living in the palace, inside, they feel like the pauper. We've seen it over and over and over. We are desperate for peace with God. And then when you have that peace, that peace now has you. And if I'm on God's team, if I'm on God's side, if he's taken me into his kingdom, what could ever really go wrong? How bad could it really be if God always loves me and he is always on my side? Or rather, I'm always on his If I'm on God's team, even when it looks like we're losing, we're not really losing. (laughs) Even when it's stacked up against me and it's all falling apart, it doesn't matter because I'm not the one who has to hold it together. Somebody else is holding it. And he does a way better job. 
when it all crashes down, I'm not the one who put it together in the first place. Isn't that amazing? We get saved, and then we start this walk where it's like, you're saved, it's, it's all good now, but just so you know, from now on, it's kind of on you. That is not the walk with Jesus. That's the beauty of the coming to the knowledge of Jesus. When you come into Jesus, it starts all over, and you're not in charge anymore. You're with the one who's in charge. Don't get me wrong. We still make our efforts. We still do our best. We work hard. We, 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 we walk and we choose and pursue holiness in our lives. Absolutely. But it's not on us. The weight, the onus is on the other person now. I have now given up the outcomes. And I've given it up to the one who came before. And I'm at peace with him. And this is through the whole narrative of the Bible, right? If you go to Luke chapter 2, the angels appeared. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. God didn't show up to be like, hey, we're going to do some business and I'm killing this half of the room. Like he doesn't do that. It's like I'm here to make peace with everybody who will make peace with me. Everyone. There are people who won't. But that's his to judge and figure out. I mean, we, we watch the fruit. We judge that fruit like that person's not at peace with God. They're in a bad place. But don't make the judgment they never will. If they stop breathing, then you can be like, I'm not so sure they finished that. <laughs> but otherwise, you let God work that out. We do everything we can to get people to get peace with God. Come to Jesus, come to Jesus, come to Jesus. It's the only way to have peace with God. And then, as this wonderful counselor mediates things back with us through his son, we now have peace with God. And then after that, we get to walk in the peace of God. You and I are meant to walk in the peace of God. It says right there, he is a mighty God. Like that's the next title. He is mighty. He is powerful. There's an old adage in, 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 in some, some versions of government, some sides of the political aisle, peace through, anyone? Strength, right? If you have a bigger gun, less likely to be picked on, right? It's just the case, right? The bigger kids at school were less likely to be bullied, that's just the way it is, right? Our God is unbelievably mighty and there's nobody bigger. Amen. Which means you can walk in that kind of peace. So Christmas, I was telling you about that moment when we listen to that song. One of the things I've liked to do, even the last few years, we do our Christmas Eve service, or this year it's our Christmas Eve Eve service. And, and there's this song that I love, and our family will, often when we're done here, we go and look at a few Christmas lights and just drive around neighborhoods. It's the only time of year you can drive around neighborhoods and just stare at people's houses, and they don't call the cops. It's really nice. And, 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 but I, I, I love this time of year. Go ahead and cue that up, guys. There is a, uh, yep, yep, there is. It's back there. <laughs> um, 
There's a song that I'll play somewhere around that drive, and it's, a, it's, a, it's an old hymn. Uh, do you guys have it? I'm looking at Alan, not Colin. Colin's just negative. Alan, Alan I believe in you. He's, he's come through all morning. Um, <laughs> there's a song, Michael Lewis Smith recorded a couple times. He did one with Carrie Underwood, and that's fine. But there's one from like the 80s. And it's, a, it's an old hymn called All Is Well. Does anybody remember that song, All Is Well? My dad, no one else, just my, oh, the Dirks do, thank you. All right. Um, a few people, there's, there's a song, All Is Well, from Michael Dennis Smith's 80s Christmas album. And I'll just put it on, and I begin to listen, and there's just, there's something about it. It's that, that peaceful moment hits. And I think it's more than emotion. I think it's more than that the service is over. I think it's more than that the gifts are done. I think it's that a mighty God came and made peace. And everything's going to be okay. Because it's okay between me and God. I'm at peace with God. And it's not because I... I got it all right. It's because he made it all right. He made it okay between him and I. That's a tough one to believe sometimes, isn't it? I've been in church my whole life. And man, the Pharisee creeps up in me far more often than I'd like to admit. That I'm not right with God. That things are not okay that I might go before my time is up. But it's not true. It's not true if this mighty God and I'm on his team, it's okay. Years ago, I, I after we had, our son had passed, I remember working through some counseling, working through some of the same of the anxiety. You can let it play. It's so good. I'll tell you this, just a public admission, if you don't already know, I, I wrestle with some OCD. I don't wash my hands for seven hours or count tiles. It's, it's in my head. It's not all the time, it's not every day, but it's thoughts. And they'll arrest me, and I can't stop till I resolve it. But the problem is, it's unresolvable. And I remember, I remember when it started, slightly after Christmas, thought I was having a heart attack. I wasn't, it was anxiety. And I couldn't resolve, and I began to think, and I remember a counselor working with us through with me, and she said, let, let, let's ask this question. Let's go to the worst place. Well, what if, what if, you know, I, I hit something, and I get in a car accident, and I die? And she goes, so, so then what? Well, then I'm with Jesus. Is that so bad? get this disease and I can't do this anymore? What if my back goes out forever and I can't walk? Can you preach sitting down? I think so. So why is it so bad? See, when God has made peace with you, everything results okay. Because if you die, you don't
See, that's what the Spains are doing. They're bringing the peace of God across the globe to men and women of God and training them up to do the same, to be at peace with God, to say, it's okay. And to extend that, and now you walk in that kind of peace. You walk in wholeness. It means to walk in power and authority of God. To say, nothing gets to stand against me. Not because I'm awesome, but I'm with the one who's awesome. You can't say or do anything to me. Right? Now, I have a dog, and he's a good dog. All right? But he is a wuss. <laughs> right? People are intimidated by him because he is a black dog. I know that sounds terrible, but it is what it is. Uh, they have, the neighbors have told me. This is not me saying it. Uh, but the thing... Uh, the only thing he'll do is pee himself. He's not doing anything, right? But if you have a strong, vicious dog that protects your home, and Shadow is not it. Um, but, but, but if you have that dog, when you walk around, you're like, it's fine. <laughs> you know, I'm not worried about anything. You know? Because, you, you know, I'm with something that will give its life for me. Shadow's the other way. I'd, I'd probably die for him, and then he'd still just be peeing himself and be like, well, he's... It just end badly, but there's something to being with somebody who's mighty, who's strong, who's powerful. One of my best friends at Bible College, Chris, he was, he was a little short of me, but he was built. Like, he was big. He knew a keto and stuff like that. And whenever I went somewhere with Chris, I just felt a little bit cooler because, like, every, all the girls liked Chris and some me too by association, but uh, as soon as he was gone, not, not so much, right? It's fine though, because I married the best one. And, uh, and, but Chris was just strong and cool. And everywhere we went, it was like, I felt elevated with him. Man, that is how we should feel infinitely all the time with Jesus. I'm with Jesus, man. It doesn't get any better. It can't end any better. It cannot end any better. Some of you in this room, including me, have experienced major tragedy in your life. I'm not saying it wasn't tragedy. I'm not saying it wasn't harmful, abusive, or awful. It probably was. But if you know Jesus, you know that's not the end of the story. You don't have to be okay with that thing. You have to be okay with the one writing your story. And you can know that he will make that okay. One day, somehow, some way, as Revelation says, he will wipe every tear from your eye. Everything you've shed a tear for that has devastated you and broken you, I believe there's going to be a moment in heaven where our Savior walks up to us. And in a moment, each one of those times that you were too devastated, it was too strong, it was too severe, you couldn't answer that question. There was no period to that question mark. And somehow, in his infinite power and wisdom, he's going to wipe it like, do you see the point? I got this. I did all this. You're not going to walk in that kind of peace now of the knowing, but you can walk in the peace now of, of knowing he knows. And that's really all that matters.
finality to having peace in your life is not answering all the questions. It's knowing the one who is the answer. So then you walk in that peace. Some of you wrestle with anxiety. What if I get a hangnail? That hangnail could get infected. That infection could become cancer, and then I die. (laughs) How many have done that on WebMD? It could be a hangnail, or it could be leprosy. (laughs) Right? I've done it. We've all done it. WebMD is not your friend. (laughs) And if you view it regularly, the only thing I'd tell you is read your Bible first. Read that, then go to WebMD. Just read read a psalm, then you can go to WebMD. Read read a couple, because some of the psalms are not encouraging. But go to the next one, you'll get there eventually. And and then you're going to find encouragement, and then WebMD, and then like, well, I'm going to believe God's word first. You know, I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. I believe in doctors to a point, all right? But ultimately, they don't hold your future either. But even if you pass away, you're in glory. You're in the place where there's no more suffering. There is no more pain. There's no more struggle. Because you have peace. You have the peace of God. You have peace with God. And eventually, that's going to lead you to peace with each other. If you live with peace with God, and you walk in God's peace, you'll eventually move into having peace with others. You'll be an ambassador of peace. You'll be able to bring it to other people. You'll just know. I remember as a kid, if I was lost somewhere or something, if I got separated from my parents in this grocery store or something, you have that panic for a few minutes, like, where, where are they? Oh, you know, I remember I think it was five or six, I got lost in Jewel. And then sure enough, turn to the corner with his mom. And then it's okay. Why? I couldn't reason out as a kid because that person keeps me safe and clothes me and keeps me in their home and, and pays the taxes and things like that. I didn't, I didn't understand any of that. I just knew if mom or dad were there, it's okay. That kind of childlike faith. And so I didn't, I didn't have to be at war with a lot of other people, right? When you're a kid, you maybe have a bully or two, but you don't have a list of enemies when you're five, right? You don't have a, they crossed me. I'm never going to put them on the list. You don't have that when you're five. You get that as you grow older. You grow in bitterness at times if you're not careful. You grow in, they wronged me. And, That comes with age, because sin grows in our life. But when you're a kid, you trust. And you trust largely based on the presence of those you can trust. You can have peace with others because you have the peace of God, and you're at peace with Him. Quite a few years ago, Nathan, who's at Call College right now, will be back next weekend, woohoo, for Christmas extravaganza, yeah. But... He was like four, four or five. And friends of ours had a jet ski on a lake. And we're out on the jet ski, rooming around. And here's the thing. I'm trying to be super dad and super careful. So I'm taking these turns really slow, which if you know anything about jet skis, huge mistake. (laughs) It's kind of funny. The danger factor of a jet ski is you actually have to move quicker and turn faster. That's what keeps you up. 
you've got to trust the device. And if you don't, it's going to flip you. I've taken the turn slow, and we flipped. We're in a giant lake, middle of it, 20, 30 feet down. And I come up out, and I'm a jet ski's here, sideways. And no Nathan. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? And I start swimming, and I'm calling him, and I'm, Nathan! 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 And I finally get around to the other side, and there's little Nathan holding on to the jet ski, just. <laughs> I'm like, are you okay? Why didn't you yell back? Huh? <laughs> Are you sure you're okay? Uh-huh. And I remember for a few years, he actually was pretty scared of boats. <laughs> Several years later, we went like kayaking. He breaks down into tears because he wasn't in my kayak. But then when he got in my kayak, then he was fine. Here's what's funny. He talked about, like, I knew everything was okay once I saw my dad in the water on that day with the jet ski. And I knew everything was okay when I got back in my dad with the kayak. The irony is I'm the one who flipped the jet ski. But <laughs> everything was okay once dad was there. See, the Bible says everlasting father. When mom or dad are there, everything's okay. I can have peace with others. I can have peace in life. I can forgive. I can let it go. C.S. Lewis said it more beautifully. He said, to be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable because God has forgiven the inexcusable in you. If he's made peace with me, how can I not make peace with anybody else? Don't get me wrong. There are trust factors, things like that. I, I understand. They set your kitchen on fire three times. You don't have to let them in the kitchen again. Okay? That's not what I'm saying. Trust and, and, and forgiveness are, are different categories. Not, not mutually exclusive, but different. But you release judgment. You say, Lord, you take it. I, I, I'm a bad judge. You're the perfect judge. You'll judge everything according to your glory. And I want to walk in that kind of peace and forgiveness. So as we close today, I want to ask you that question. Where is your peace at? Do you have peace with God? Do you walk in peace? You're like, well, I know I'm saved, but you walk in no peace. It's because you don't understand who he is and what he's done and what he's going to do. You're at odds and at enmity with other people and, and you just keep hitting walls with them. It's because you don't understand what he's done for you and who he is and that he's with you and that he's a forgiver. Imagine if we forgave like Christ forgave. Who would we be? The church would be unstoppable if we forgave like that. If we were that humble church would be unbelievable. We would, we, would, we would share our faith with anybody if we walked in that kind of peace. We would go anywhere knowing he's just, he's with me. It's, it's okay. Have you ever seen those people who in the worst moments of their life, like, they're okay. How are they okay? What's, what's wrong with them? 
Let me tell you, a lot of times I met you, they just know the peace of God pretty well. They know he's okay with them and they're okay with him. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. We hope this message spoke to you and helped you grow in your knowledge of and love for God. Visit us online anytime at EncounterThrive.com and reach out with questions, prayer requests, or comments. We hope to see you for our in-person services in Lockport, Illinois, Sundays at 10. 